Today on the very first CityCast Salt Lake, a soon-to-be daily news and culture podcast designed to make you feel more connected to the Wasatch Front. Last weekend, I went out, like out, out, and it felt good and normal. After a year and a half of staying home and curfews and other precautions, downtown was vibrant. And it got me wondering, is downtown Salt Lake bouncing back for the business owners as well as it is for the customers? So I asked Jacob Hall of Alibi Bar and Place and Surya Bastikati of Himalayan Kitchen. It's Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you both for being here today. And Surya, thank you for letting us turn your restaurant into a recording studio. You're welcome. No problem. Yeah. So something we want to do at CityCast is we want to check in with you pretty regularly, if that's okay, to talk about how things that are happening in our world and our economy and in our city are affecting your businesses. You're both small business owners. And it does feel like right now COVID-19 is the boss of our economy. And so I don't want to spend this entire conversation in the dark place because I know it's really easy to get there when we talk about the (laughs) pandemic. But I think that before we can celebrate some of the reopening and the healing that's happening downtown right now, we have to acknowledge how close both of you, as I understand it, got to having to close your businesses in the past year and a half of the pandemic or how, how tight things got. Jacob, how close did you all get at Alibi to having to shutter your doors? I mean, if we hadn't gotten the PPP loan, we probably would have had to. Honestly, it was a really scary go for a bit there. We didn't know what we were going to do. We had no idea. And I just remember that first month of the the shutdown and you're just praying that some sort of funding comes in because not being open, obviously, as we both know, these are very tight margins. If you're not open for two days, you could possibly tank after that. So having it be months (laughs) months <laughs> is not not so good so yeah, it sounds like that resonates yeah it's, it's like if we don't have a ppp then it's like a different story so we don't know where we will be right now yeah aside from that funding from the government and the state were there opportunities that you identified that helped you get through it i remember like jacob last thanksgiving at my table we were drinking alibi cocktail mixers <laughs> oh my <laughs> god i hated that really <laughs> <laughs> It was clever, though. Yeah, I mean, that, that worked. We did a lot of crowd like crowdsourcing with merch and stuff. Yeah. And then all that money we, we gave to our employees to try to keep them afloat and alive. But yeah, the mixed cocktail stuff, that, it was, yeah, it was just a lot of work. Yeah. Just a lot of work every day. And like, I remember, God, Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, I walked in and I had this whole entire wall of tickets that I had to put up. And it was like a... Do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Anybody yes. Else? You know that scene when Charlie's like pointing at the map? Yeah. The conspiracy thing? Yeah, that's the what red the wall, string. That's what the wall looked like. It was yeah. just all these like to-go mixers. And it was really great. Don't get me wrong. I was so appreciative of it. But I just remember being like, oh God, what yeah. did I get myself into? <laughs> right. But again, it was, it was phenomenal, the community to come and support us like that. Yeah. It's a response to a crisis. It's not like a program that is sustainable for you. Well, I think that's all we were doing, right? Yeah. Is we were just responding. Yeah. We, it was just... It, Every single day, you were just responding to something. It wasn't like there wasn't planning. Whereas, like you know, to be I think to be a smart business owner, you don't just respond, mm. right? I mean, obviously we have to, we have to to some degree, but like you know, you 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 plan things out to obviously be more successful. But when you can't plan anything out and you just have to respond on the whim, that's where it becomes difficult. And that's exactly what COVID was. So yeah, what was your strategy? 
Yeah, it's an every, everyday different strategy because uh, we don't know. Now, uh, you know, before pandemic, we know like a Friday, Saturday, and we know basically how to staffing, how to do all these things. But since the pandemic happened, and uh, we have like everything crashed. There is no like, uh, okay, tomorrow will be like 100 people, maybe 10 people show up. So how do we prep those kind of things? Taco Tuesday and your new food program seems like one of the permanent changes to the operation because of or since COVID. Are there others? Uh, I mean, that was such a big change for us. You know, it was we had to completely change our entire I mean, during the uh, social distancing portion and the, you know, the 10 p.m. curfew and all that lovely, lovely stuff. We became a restaurant. You know, we, we had servers and, you know, before we never had, like, people go to tables and take orders. But we had to become a restaurant that, that had cocktails. Um, so all my bartenders had to rotate into being like, oh, okay, how do I serve a table and, like, you know, figure out how to give them tacos and stuff like that. But um, that was kind of the only biggest permanent change. It, it did, like, I can't tell Tommy, you know, our, our uh, chef and my business partner, I can't give him enough credit for kind of saving that bar. Without his taco program and like the incredible tacos he does make, I really don't think we would have survived. Surya, what do you think the new normal looks like? Like we're throwing around this term a lot. The (laughs) new normal, this is the new normal. Are you prepared to call this current moment in your restaurant the new normal? Fishy. We don't know what to expect and what to tell to staff or what to prepare. It's like a rock and roll situation. We still try to figure out, our kitchen staff still to try to figure out, but we're very weird situation. It sounds like your new normal is incredibly unpredictable, yeah, and you're hoping yeah. that doesn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it's easy to run a business when you can't make plans. Especially restaurant, you know, we have tight mar- margin, especially food business is too t- so tight margin, and then uh, if we have to throw the food, that means our profit's gone. Yeah. Are you worried about Omicron? Are you having those conversations? I know we're having like a panic, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, I don't know how we scope with the new variant now. So, Have you received guidance from the city or the state, either of you, on Omicron and Not a single running thing. your business? Nothing. Nothing with, nothing with that, nothing with the Delta variant. When we first got an employee that tested positive, I remember getting a phone call from the health department, mm-hmm. and my heart just sank. It felt like, I don't know, it was, it was a really weird feeling. It felt like a cop was calling you, you know? And... They went and asked me, like, every single step and procedure that we take. And, like, I was like, yeah, we do, like, you know, temperatures. And, you know, we have people doing this and this and sanitizing and wearing gloves and washing their hands and, you know, wearing the mask the entire time. And it felt like it was like, you know, you you were in trouble by your parents or something, you know. And it was so, you know, it was at, but at that time it was kind of helpful because it made me feel better about the, you know, the way that we were handling it at our bar. Are you still doing the whole rigmarole or are there things you've let go of? We were recently, as of two days ago, everyone's back to the masks, which I'm not enforcing it. I'm not ma- mandating that in my business for employees, but if I, I encourage it because I'm going to be doing the same thing when I'm working I did last night. It feels like downtown is vibrant again. Even just driving here, we couldn't find parking. It's busy. Yeah, it's getting back a little bit. Not like fully like uh, before COVID, but uh, it's, it looks like it seems like people they coming back to downtown. One point, like... Uh, People, they don't want to come to downtown because 
all the COVID happened from downtown. The, when the first testing positive, all in Salt Lake City, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, the older people who have like more older 50 plus, they still call and hey, did your staff wear masks or blah, blah, blah. So, mm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's, it's glad to see uh, when uh, young people, they start to coming back in downtown. It's not ghost town anymore. We need young generation to man up and come downtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. It's got to be good for you, Jacob. Are you busy? Yeah, I mean, things have been good. Do you have lines? We're more consistent now. Yes. Yeah? yeah? Sometimes, yeah. That's an indicator. Yeah, no, it is good, yeah. Friday, Saturday nights are crazy. Doing really well there, so mm-hmm. just trying to keep building it, I guess. Last question for you. Why do you think your businesses are so important to downtown and to the community? Sorry, are you first? I have been in business for um, uh, 20 years in, uh, in Salt Lake City. I think, you know, we, since we opened, we're serving the, like, uh, unique uh, Nepalese and Indian food, and people, they love it. We have a customer that come, like, uh, at least twice a month. At it's least twice, <laughs> twice a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. <laughs> we have a, a chef working with, since we opened the door. We have the same... Head chefs, you're working for entire last 18, 19 years. So uh, that's the consistency. It's, it's important for food business. And we keep that way and people, uh, local people supporting us. So uh, it's important for me to stay in business. Important <laughs> for the people to come and enjoy, the, enjoy our unique uh, um, cuisine. So. Jacob, why is Alibi such an important fixture in the community? I think it's because it is, it is a community. Mm. I think that's, you know... An, that's kind of a cheesy answer, but I think that's what's so important to me about that bar is that it's it's not just a bar. It's, you know, everyone that, that works there, everyone that, that, I mean, majority of people that go there, you know, it's it feels like a family situation and a community, and everybody cares for each other a lot. I mean, you know, just everyone that has walked in that door and worked there has really, in my opinion, made that bar what it is, which then in turn makes a better community and, you know, people actually care and show that there's warmth and you know something else to look forward to downtown so yeah other than the tacos, other than the tacos. <laughs> thank you both so much i'm so grateful to you for your time and thank again you. for thanks letting for, us use your entire thanks restaurant for the opportunity to you know express our feeling and uh, <laughs> what's going on in downtown you know thanks that. Yeah. well thanks for nourishing us a little news before we go I don't know about you, but conversations I've been having about the possibility of a gondola up Little Cottonwood Canyon indicate that it's not a popular idea. And a new poll from the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics reinforces that, with 60% of respondents saying no gondola. 20% of respondents do want to see a gondola up the canyon. Is that you? If so, let us know. Email saltlake.citycast.fm. Lastly, Salt Lake City is planning to make some updates to 1300 East between Sugar House and Brickyard, like making it more bike-friendly and improving the sidewalks. The city wants your input before they formalize their plan and are collecting feedback through an online survey. You'll find the link to the survey in our daily newsletter, and if you aren't already signed up for it, you can do that at saltlake.citycast.fm. That's it for us today at CityCast Salt Lake. A little housekeeping, over the next month, the show will become more frequent and eventually daily, but for now we'll just be here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
If you're excited about the show, we'd be so grateful if you told a friend. If you, like my friend Ariel, can't wait for all the hot municipal tea, then you should also leave us a review. We'll see you on Thursday for more news from around the city. Bye. Really? Does it go bum, 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 ba-da-dum?